0: Thanks for joining us for the fourth Missouri River Basin Water Management Conference Call of 2012. I am Monique Farmer, and I will be the moderator for today's call. These calls are recorded in their entirety. Your participation acknowledges your consent to be recorded. The agenda for today's call will be as follows. We will begin with Mr. Doug Cluck of the NOAA Central Region Climate Services Director out of Kansas City, Missouri. He's going to talk about the short and long-range precipitation temperature outlooks from the NOAA Climate Prediction Center. Those outlooks were updated yesterday afternoon. Dr. Dennis Toddy with the South Dakota um, State Climatology Office will not provide an update, but he is also on the line to answer questions related to weather conditions in the basin. Ross Wolford with the National Weather Service um, Missouri River Basin Forecast Center will talk about flood outlook conditions in the Missouri River Basin. Jody Farhat, Chief of the Missouri River Basin Water Management Division, will provide an update on the Corps Reservoir release Schedule. We will receive levy repair status updates provided by Brett Budd, Chief of the Omaha District Systems Restoration Team. We will also receive an update on repairs from Zach White with the Kansas City District. And then just for your information, uh, Colonel Anthony Hoffman with the Kansas City District is also on the line to answer questions later. After all of the presentations, we will receive questions by state. Just a reminder for you all that we will use a force mute function during today's call. To unmute, er, to unmute your line, please enter the star. This function does not work on all phones, so please be aware that if this mute function does not work on your phone, all others on the call will be able to hear your conversations. I would now like to do a roll call for this afternoon's speakers. Doug Kluck, are you on the line?
1: Uh Yes, I am, thank you.
0: Thanks, Doug. Dr. Toddy, are you on? Yes, I am. Ross Wilford,
1: are you on? Yes, I am.
0: Zach White, are you on the line? Yes, I am. Colonel Hoffman, sir, are you on the line?
2: Yes, I'm here too.
0: Thank you, sir. A link to our press kit, which includes bios, Missouri River Basin information, and historical data can be found in the media advisory that you receive. You can also access the press kit from our website. Doug Kluck, NOAA Central Region Climate Services Director out of Kansas City, Missouri, will now provide a report of basin conditions.
1: Hi, all, and thank you again for inviting me to this uh, to this call. Um, I guess what I'm I'm going to talk mostly about are what the outlooks are for the uh, near and uh, kind of farther term um, climate, in terms of temperature and precipitation, as I stated earlier, um, uh, in the near term, it looks uh, and, I, and in the near term, I'm going to simply going to say that is the month of March for the March m- month of March. Uh, temperatures look to be for almost the entire basin. Uh, the chances of above normal temperatures are. Um, are um, enhanced and over the southern and south, basically the southeastern part of the basin they are enhanced quite a bit and so the probabilities of seeing um warmer than normal temperatures across for the month of March uh are higher than normal less chance of seeing below normal temperatures or even near nor, nor- normal temperatures um as you as, as we talk about precipitation uh, there's not as much to talk about there in terms of uh unusual or anomalous uh precipitation. So, um we're expecting near normal uh well equal chances is the way I really should say this. Uh equal chances of below near normal and above normal precipitation uh across most of the basin. There is a slight uh indication over Colorado and western Kansas, a slight uh, enhancement of below normal uh, chances for precipitation in that area. And that extends actually into the southwest part of the U.S. Um, Moving on to sort of a three-month outlook, March, April, and May. Uh, Again, uh, for the southeastern uh, half of the Missouri Basin and eastern portions of the Missouri Basin, uh the the uh, chances for above normal temperatures are enhanced are greater than normal um and for the rest of the basin to the north and the west uh chances equal chances of, of above below and near normal conditions um are forecast that's where- for, um that's where uh i'm sorry that's for temperatures for for precipitation it's very much like the march uh outlook the um the only area that is doesn't have equal chances of above below or near normal again is the southwest um corner of the basin mostly most of that is in Colorado uh extending out into uh southwestern Nebraska and western Kansas so um i think yeah um if we go uh 3 months further forward april may and june uh the temperatures Um, the the probability of temperatures being above, below, or near normal. Um, Really, uh, most of just the southern part of the basin has an enhanced uh, probability of being above normal. And uh, the rest of the basin, most most of the basin, actually, north and west, um, again, are equal chances of above, um, near normal, and below normal. And then again, for April, May, and June, for precipitation, There is most of the basin is covered with that equal chances term again, equal chances and of above, below, and near normal. Um, Last thing I do want to mention, just very quickly, is that in terms of what we we also observe drought conditions across the country, and our outlook for drought. Uh, And the only reason I'm mentioning this this time is that. There is a fairly large area over most of the Dakotas that is um, that has been sort of highlighted in terms of being uh, that would, that are likely to see an increased chance for drought developing. And that, um, like I said, is about the two two-thirds of both north and south Dakota and their western two-thirds. And that's for the months, I'm sorry, that's for the months of March through May. And that's all I had.
0: Thank you, Doug. Ross Wilford National Weather Service, Missouri River Basin Forecast Center, will now talk about flood outlook conditions in the basin.
3: Well, It was proposed to me that I should keep my comments down to four sentences, and as near as I can tell, I just used one of those up. Um, as Doug mentioned, we're, we're very dry across the Dakotas, and that goes on down when you get from uh, Montana over to eastern Dakota, the James River and the Sioux Rivers down to uh, Nebraska are basically uh, very dry, too. Um, and yet, though those soils are very dry, much of that area has relatively high stream flow right now, and that's from last year's rain and the effects that it had on groundwater and on some of the ponds. Uh the snowpack in the mountains is well below normal, and uh, by this time of year, should, we should have 60 to 70 percent of the normal uh, season maximum on the ground. Um, things could change. We still have a couple of months of the accumulation season to go in some of the mountain areas, um, and spring rain is, is uh, something that, like we saw last year, this is not necessarily all that predictable. but. As it stands right now, we don't really expect to see any snow melt-driven flooding uh, anywhere from the mountains uh, across the plains. Um, Down in the lower end of the basin, we may get some flooding from rainfall, uh, but that's normal. So we're below average chance of flooding everywhere, I'd say.
0: Thank you, Ross. Jody Farhat. Chief of the Missouri River Basin Water Management Division will now provide an update of current basin conditions and the Corps' reservoir release schedule.
4: Good afternoon, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Appreciate your participation and helping and your help in the public informed. The current status of the reservoir system is that the total water currently in storage is 56.4 million acre feet, which is 0.4 million acre feet below the base of the annual flood control pool. This is a slight increase from the beginning of the month, primarily due to the warm temperatures that have freed up some of the water that was stored in river ice last month. In a typical winter, we would see this return flow coming in March, so we're simply getting it a little early this year. Um, Last year at this time, the system system storage was at 57 million acre feet, which is 200,000 acre feet above the base of the annual control. Um, Ross just mentioned a little bit about the snowpack. Um, currently, there's very little plain snowpack in the Missouri Basin. Most locations are reporting less than an inch of water equivalent. And the heaviest amounts are all downstream of the main stem system in a band that stretch from, stretches from northeast Colorado through eastern Nebraska. And this area, area generally has one to two inches of water equivalent. Any runoff from the melt of this band of snow will come down the Platte River, Nebraska. All right. um, but it's not expected to cause any issues there either. Um, Mountain snowpack is, as Ross mentioned, slightly below average. Overall, in the reach above Fort Peck, we're recording 83 percent of normal and 90 percent of normal in the reach between Fort Peck and Garrison. Um, There are two sub-basins in that reach between Peck and Garrison, which are part of the Yellowstone drainage, uh, the powder and the tongue basins that are slightly above average but the rest of the system is below average. So uh, in summary, all of our 2011 flood water has been evacuated from the mainstream system, and as of today, we have 400,000 acre-feet of additional flood control storage available. Both the plains and mountain snowpack are below average and significantly lower than last year at this time. And I want to say that these are all bits of good news, but we can't afford to become complacent can change quickly as it did last year, even though the forecast doesn't show that at this time. And even if conditions remain favorable in the upper basin, we aren't immune from the risk of flooding. Um, If you look back over the last uh, 25 years, we've had flooding somewhere in the basin every one of those years, and really only two of them were a result of extreme events in the upper basin. That would be 1997 and last year. So we can get localized flooding anytime and anywhere. And uh, as was mentioned, a lot of this will uh, looks like this year will be a result of rainfall rather than the snowmelt runoff. Um, So we all need to remain vigilant, and everyone has a role here, from homeowners making sure that their flood insurance policy is in place and up-to-date, to state and local agencies ensuring that their emergency response plans are in place, to the media, ensuring that the public understands the flood risk and what to do in case of an event, and to the Corps and these other federal agencies we work with, ensuring that we're prepared for another runoff That concludes my report. Thanks very much.
0: Thank you, Jody. Brett Budd, Chief of the Omaha District Systems Restoration Team, will now provide a levee repair status update.
5: Thank you, Monique, and good afternoon, everyone. Currently, the Omaha district has 18 levy rehabilitation projects that are authorized and funded under public law 8499. To date, eight of the 18 levy systems have awards and ongoing construction. We anticipate awarding construction contracts on an additional four systems in the next two weeks. An additional 145 million dollars in funding was received by the Omaha district yesterday, which will allow us to begin work on five of the remaining levy systems. The additional funding will also allow us to complete the majority of the currently anticipated repairs to the entire levy system. The 18th system, Lake Wakanda, is currently on hold awaiting a signed cooperation agreement with the sponsor in receipt of their cost-sharing funds. Thus far, the Omaha District has awarded 13 contracts that total over $61 million. The current estimate for all levy repairs is $280 million. On all our levy repair projects, we'll be moving from time-sensitive critical repairs to follow on activities that will include additional geotechnical investigations, analysis, design, and construction of the final repairs. Our goal is to complete all construction by the end of the calendar year. In Iowa, levy L62427 at Council Bluffs, repaired the damages at the 28th Street and Veterans Memorial Bridge uh, pump stations are approximately 45% complete. This contract was modified to include drainage structure and other repairs at seven additional locations. Construction is, o- is ongoing at six of the locations, and notice to proceed was issued this morning on the last location. The scheduled completion date is March 1st. Levy l 611614 south of Council Bluffs. Two construction contracts are underway. Those repairs include Riverside scour repair and construction of seepage burns and installation of relief wells. The first contract for critical repairs will be completed by March 1st. The second contract which includes repairs to levees R-613 and R-616 across the river south of Bellevue, Nebraska, is scheduled for completion the first week of March. Levee L-575 near Hamburg, uh, the upper breach near Percival, Iowa, was substantially complete on February 1st. The middle breach near Hamburg was substantially complete on January 28th. And the lower breach uh, near Nishinaabotna River is 35% complete and scheduled to be completed by March 1st. In Missouri, Levy L515 uh, near Rockport, Missouri, the contractor is substantially complete on January 19th at the upper breach location. On the lower breach, the contractor is placing fill for levee embankment to pre-flood levee height. The lower uh, levee setback is currently 80% complete and scheduled to be substantially complete in late February. Levy L536 south of Rockport, Missouri, a construction contractor was awarded January 31st. Construction of the setback levee, which is a critical repair, is over 50% complete and substantial completion is anticipated to, uh, prior to March 1st. In Nebraska, levee R624627, which is the Omaha Flood Protection Project in Omaha, Nebraska, a contract was awarded on February 8th. Critical repairs include levee side slope turf restoration, flood wall boil repair, Jones Street Flapgate, Douglas Street Pump Station, Grace Street Outlets. Uh, Structure Erosion, Metalusa Sewer Diversion Structure Erosion, Riverview Pump Station Repair, Drainage Structure Outlet Rehabilitation Repair to the Kinder Morgan Drainage Structure. These repairs are scheduled to be uh, completed by March 1st. Of the R-613 in South of Bellevue, Nebraska, on February 14th, the Omaha District awarded a purchase order for seating of the Missouri River Levy R-613. Work includes seating the Papillion Creek Right Bank, the Missouri River right bank, and the Platte River left bank. project uh, scheduled for completion by March 15th. Levy R-573 south of Nebraska City uh, was awarded on February 14th to repair scour holes, construction of seepage berms, slope repairs, and seating. The seepage berms are scheduled to be completed in mid-March, and all repairs will be completed by June 1st. <laughs> Moving up the river, design work and engineering studies are underway for the OM repairs of the six main stem dams. The goal is to have the majority of the repairs under contract by the end of the fiscal year. For additional information and updates, go to the Omaha District website under the Flood 2011 repairs month. uh, Information will be updated regularly. Thank you and back to you, Monique.
0: Thank you, Brett. Zach White with the Kansas City District will now provide an update on the status of levy repairs.
6: Good afternoon. A general summary for the Kansas City District is there are 57 levy rehab projects ongoing. A rough order of magnitude of damages is $40 We have six contracts awarded, and pre-solicitation announcements have been posted for several projects. Two projects have been denied due to minimal damages. Updates for the state of Kansas. Clyde, Kansas, this project solicitation has been posted on FedBizOps. MRLS 471-460-R, a construction contract was awarded on 9 February to Cajun contractors of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, who is subcontracting with TL Enterprises. The work will include filling scour holes that occurred on the levee foreshore, repairing localized erosion of levee embankments, repairing sand boil flow path areas, and constructing new seepage berms. The contractor will mobilize equipment to the site on 20 February. Construction completion is scheduled for 27 June 2012. Updates for the state of Missouri. MRLS 455L, this contract was awarded along with the MRLS 471-460 contract. Rushville Sugar Lake. The contract was awarded on 30 January to ESI of Kansas City, Missouri to construct construct levee setbacks for breach repair, riverside and landside slope erosion and drainage structures. Notice to proceed was issued on 1 February 2012. The project is approximately 30% complete. Work is progressing simultaneously at three separate breach locations. We are working with the Levee District and FEMA to remove sandbag debris. Construction completion is scheduled for 15 June 2012. Bean Lake, a construction contract was awarded on 10 February to TJC Engineering of Louisville, Kentucky, who is subcontracting with Pro Specialties. The work includes earthwork operations for the construction of earthen levees, borrow site operations, seating, and installation of drainage structures. Notice to proceed was issued on 14 February. A pre-construction meeting was held on 16 February. Crews will be mobilizing equipment and personnel to the site on 20 February. Construction completion is scheduled for 28 June 2012. North Kansas City. The construction contract was awarded on 3 January to W.A. Ellis of Missouri to complete slope stability of this levee via stone placement on the left descending bank of the Missouri River near River Mile 370. The project is physically complete. This is the final report on this project. Wakenda. A construction contract was awarded to Idecker, Inc. of St. Joseph, Missouri on Monday, 23 January for the repair levee setback for breach repair, slope erosion, and drainage structures. Notice to proceed was issued on 25 January. The contractor is moving material near Wakenda Creek for the levee setback in that area. Overall project is 5% complete. Construction completion date is scheduled for 1 May 2012. For continuous updates, please refer to our website at www.nwk.usace.army.mil. Click on the Levy Rehabilitation tab in the center of the site, and that concludes the updates for the Kansas City District.
0: Thank you, Zach. Just a reminder again to everyone that these calls are recorded and they can be retrieved in their entirety from the Corps website by no later than close of business today. Questions will now be fielded by the state, uh, I'm sorry, by State for the Corps, Doug Cluck, Dr. Toddy, and Ross Wilford. We will begin with the state of Missouri, congressional delegation members, state officials, local government, press.
7: Yeah, this is Bob Pretty at the Missouri Net. Hi, Bob. Hi. Um, I, I, I saw that uh, the Army has put out its proposed budget for the Corps earlier this week, I guess, from what I understand. And I'm interested in uh, getting some figures from you folks and whether uh, that proposed budget is going to be enough to do the job that needs to be done on the Missouri River, especially this part of it down here in Missouri, whether we can fix all the levees and do all of the other repair work that has to be done.
0: That's probably going to be best answered by Colonel Hoffman, if you're on the line, Colonel
2: Hoffman. Yes, I am. Hey, Bob, can you hear me?
7: Yes, sir. Sure can.
2: Hey, sir. uh, Here's the bottom line the uh, Defense Relief or the the Disaster Relief Appropriation Act supplemental was passed by our Congress on the 23rd of December, and um, we have the resources we need through that supplemental, whether it be levy repair, infrastructure repair, or um, the Bank Stabilization Navigation Project uh for rehabilitation the money's there, so that is not a resource constraint over
7: okay so so this this new budget now is is forward from this point as I understand that, but we've
0: uh Bob, you may have to repeat that question star six to come off mute
7: yeah here I am, okay, thank you um. So as I understand what was put forth earlier this week in Washington is going forward from this point, but uh, I know we've got the fellow from our drainage Levy and Drainage District Association down here saying that pretty clearly the budget still puts fish and wildlife ahead of flood control, and he wonders if some of the people in Washington have been hearing what the people out here have been saying, and you know what you folks have been saying about flood control being the number one priority is is there anything that changes in terms of emphasis or priority based on the the budget that now has been put forth going forward colonel
0: hoffman star six to come off mute
2: Hello. Hello, can you hear me?
6: Gotcha. Yeah, I
2: can hear you. Yeah, well, Bob, I'm not sure this is a forum to discuss that. I'm here to discuss levy rehab reports and uh and the number one priority in this district is to repair that that's been the loud and clear message from the stakeholders that i'm getting so uh you know i guess we can discuss that offline but i'm not sure this is the right forum to discuss it uh, i've made it very clear at the missouri Levee drainage district association meeting last saturday this is the district's number one priority uh it, it impacts more stakeholders than that and uh, we're engaged as we've reported. So I'm sticking to to the number one priority for the topics of this discussion. Over.
7: That's good. I appreciate that. Thank you. It sounds to me, from the word that we've got early in the in the call about weather and things, that uh, things are going to be looking very good for those of us here in Missouri, uh, assuming nothing changes. Which, uh, Colonel, would that uh, accelerate the uh, the work that can be done on on getting levees repaired and things like that, if that holds true through the rest of the season?
2: Bob, it's been a very good uh good start for construction, making a lot of progress, never as fast as we'd want it to be, um, but yeah, absolutely. you make some great points about the weather uh, the the forecast for the next uh you know uh, foreseeable future that I can tell is very, very promising, so absolutely and uh that that right now is on our side, and we're trying to take advantage of that as much as we can
7: over. Thanks
0: Thanks, Bob. Do we have any other press with the state of Missouri who have questions? Okay, moving to the state of Iowa, congressional delegation members, state officials, local government, press, moving to the state of Nebraska. Congressional delegation members on the line with a question? Tribes? State officials? Local government?
8: Press? Oh, hi, this is Nancy from the World Herald. Hi, Nancy. I had a question for Jody. Um, Jody, are you at the point where you can say that? of flooding from above the dams is over? <coughs> Significant
4: flooding from above the dams? Um, I think what we can say is based on the current conditions, there doesn't appear to be a great risk of flooding from snowmelt. That's what the River Forecast Center said. But, again, it's still early in the season. We, can, uh, we know that the situation can change rapidly, and there will always be a risk of flooding from rainfall throughout the basin. And then um, the minor risk from Plattsmouth
8: to St. Louis, is that localized rainfall?
4: Yes. In the flood outlook that the Missouri Basin River Forecast Center put out yesterday, um, they did show minor flood risk from the Platte River down to St. Louis, and they characterized that as being the typical uh, flood risk that we have from rainfall events, that's correct. And why is that area from
8: Plattsmouth southward at greater risk of um thunderstorm type flooding than the area north of Plattsmouth?
4: Well, I think the primary reason is that uh our ability to affect peak stages diminishes as you move downstream. So um, you know, if we get a heavy rainfall event in central Missouri, there's nothing that that we or any of the reservoirs can do to reduce those peak stages. Um Below the dams, we have more control. And also, the lower part of the basin is typically wetter than as you move, move further up.
8: Okay. And then
4: I had a question for Noah.
8: Um, are you in a position to say whether this is one of the – I don't know if it's anywhere near a record, but, but how dry are we compared to being less dry than normal? Does that make any sense? We We have hardly any – Plain snowpack, not a lot of soil moisture content, as I understand it. So, is this an extraordinarily um, weak year for flood threat from snowpack and runoff, like that? That's my question. If that makes sense.
4: That's
8: for Noah. For Noah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Have they oh, seen a, part- Have they seen? Yeah, have they seen a? a spring going into a spring like this with so little snowpack and so little flood threat.
1: Am I, uh, hello, am I live? Yes. yes. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, so uh, Who's speaking? I'm sorry. This is Doug Cluck okay, from NOAA. Okay, Doug, go ahead. All right. So looking at uh, November through January, um, just looking at those uh, precipitation amounts by state, okay. uh, by no means is it a record dryness, but... Um, it It is drier than drier than usual or drier than average for sure um, uh in terms of how much precipitation has fallen i would I would say that though sometimes recent precipitation records, especially in the winter, especially across the plains, are not great really great indicators of how dry or wet it really is for a number of reasons uh one is that there is a certain amount of memory in the system. And um, so antecedent conditions over the last few years have been relatively wet across that same area. And it does take time for that sort of, we'll call it base flow, to get out of there. And um, that's one reason you're not seeing a lot of issues, uh, immediate issues anyway, in terms of river flow and, and, and reservoir um, levels and that kind of thing. So there's there's still, um, maybe not at the surface, a lot of water, but, um, uh, certainly on the on the river itself there is uh, there's still memory in the system if that makes sense.
8: Mhm. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank
1: you
0: Nancy. Do we have any other members of the press with the state of Nebraska on the line with questions? Okay, moving to the state of Kansas, congressional delegation members, tribes, state officials, local government, press, moving to the state of Wyoming, congressional delegation members, tribes, state officials, local government, press, state of North Dakota, congressional delegation members. Tribe. State officials. Local government? Press. State of South Dakota. Congressional delegation members?
5: Hello, can you hear me?
0: Yes. Hi,
5: this is this is Jason Van Beek in Senator Thune's office.
0: Hi, Jason.
5: Hi, I'm just uh, curious. Uh, there was a report there earlier about uh Potential drought conditions shaping up in the Dakotas. I'm just wondering how that's uh, impacting decisions at the core generally.
4: Yeah. Um, as was mentioned uh, by the by NOAA, there are some drought conditions developing in the eastern part of the Dakotas, and the drought outlook uh, shows that that area may expand over the spring months. Um, we're taking that into consideration, but uh, like was just discussed, uh, that is really probably more reflective of just the lack of moisture in the topsoils, and we do still see fairly healthy base flows throughout the basin, and so we haven't adjusted our operation based on that outlook of drought. At this okay, thank you. Thank you, Jason. Do
0: we have any other um, Congressional Delegation members with State of South Dakota on the line with questions? Tribes? State officials? Local government? Press?
9: Yes, this is Jerry Oster, W-N-A-X in Yankton. Hi, Jerry. Hi. Um, in the stretch from Gavin's point to Sioux City, uh, over the years, uh, bank stabilization has been a big issue, made more, much worse by the flooding. Are there, uh, Is any attention, any money going to be uh, used in that area to uh, uh, help folks with that?
6: Go ahead, Greg.
0: Okay. Jerry, Greg, Melima. Um, I'm sorry, Greg, can you give me your position title again?
6: Uh, Operations Division here in Omaha.
0: He's going to answer your question.
6: Yeah, we will be looking at some of our uh, Section 32 projects, um, which is inspected by our Section 33 program, but we do have several bank stabilization structures uh, downstream of Gavins uh, down to, uh, I believe, Ponca in that reach. So we will be assessing those.
9: And in assessing, does that include repair or just taking a look at them?
6: Uh, first, taking a look, seeing what the damage is and, and what was sustained, and there are some funds available as well. I think we have, we, we've requested funds up for that, and yeah. so we will be funded for repairs. There, there is a, uh, this is Colonel Rook, there, there is a limit on repairs annually at $3 million, so as we do the assessments, we'd have to see where where we could best spend them if, per year. So uh, you know, we we do know there is some, some significant damage up in the uh, Bismarck area on some of those projects that we're inspecting as well.
9: Yeah, and further in the Dunes area, there were no permanent levees. Any plans to to make any more structures or any new structures in that area?
6: No, uh, there there has been uh, talk by private organizations and uh, of put of looking and studying on whether there there could be some levees placed somewhere between Gavin's and where our federal levees now pick up in Council Bluffs and Omaha. But really, just uh, early stages of discussion there. Okay, thanks. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Jerry. Hey, Monique, uh,
2: this is Colonel Hoffman from Kansas City. Can you hear me? Yes. Hey, I would add, if if you don't mind, to add on to uh, Colonel Rooks and his teams up in Omaha. You know, on, on our portion of the river from Rulo to the mouth of the Mississippi, there's about five thousand structures, and about three thousand of those uh, we believe were damaged during the 2011 flood event, and there is funding available, again, through the um, Disaster Relief Appropriations Act, a supplemental passed by Congress on the 23rd of December. Right now, our estimate, uh, estimated value of those repairs uh, is about $19 million on the Bank Stabilization Navigation Project south of Rulo, and uh, again, as I stated earlier, uh, we believe those resources uh, are sufficient, and uh, now it's our job to fix it. over.
0: Thank you, sir. Did that uh, bring up any follow-up questions for you, Jerry, at all? Star six to come off mute if you need to.
9: No, I'm good with that. Thank you.
0: Okay. Um, Any other members of the press with the state of South Dakota on the line with questions? Any national press?
8: Monique, can you hear me?
0: Yes. Is that Nancy?
8: Yes. Uh